I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, December 31, 2019, the last day of the trading year 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Let's talk for a second about why is there a video today? So last day of the year, not a lot happened. At the end of the day, the trading volume was extremely light, which was to be expected. There was some volume in the beginning of the day. There was some volume at the end of the day. The in-between part of the day, not so much. But here's the reason why. Because every day the market is open, we have an opportunity to learn something from what the market does, from what the market doesn't do, from what other markets in and around the S&P, for example, what they do. We can always have a takeaway from the market. This is where compounding comes in. Not only do we compound our accounts when we become better traders, better investors, better analysis of the charts lead us in those directions. But we compound our knowledge. If we can learn one thing every single day, later on in life, we know a lot of stuff. Each and every day, specifically for Inside the Numbers members, I use that knowledge that's compounded throughout my trading career to give them everything I've got each and every day, all day long. Let's get back in our lane, get to the market. What happened today? Not a lot happened. The market threatened to go down, got saved by the bell, and ended up the final trading day of the year. On a positive note, the S&P was up about 10 points. Is that meaningful? Did anything meaningful really happen today? In my estimation, IMHO, in my humble opinion, that was just end-of-the-day shenanigans to make sure the market finished green, finished on a positive note. It changes the conversation from we finished the year on a negative market to the year finished up by X. They don't talk about the last day of the year. It's all about psychology. I'm not saying there's five guys in a room that jammed the market up in the last 15 minutes of the day, but what I am saying is it behooves everybody who has an interest in the market being up, not down, it behooves them to finish on a positive note from a psychological perspective. Fair enough. How do we know this? Here's a snapshot of Inside the Numbers. And it's not so much about the how, it's really about the experience of have read this book before, have been to the movie, not my first rodeo, all that stuff. Check out what was said at 9.35 a.m. It's New Year's Eve, and we should also not be surprised to see the market finish green on the day, the last day of the year. There's nothing technical about that, just an awareness if the volume remains light and activity tapers off during the day, into the end of the year. It's an awareness thing. Read this book before. Here's a further snapshot of Inside the Numbers. There's some important stuff here, more to meets the eye. We're identifying where the market's headed, irregardless of the fact that the market finished green today under normal garden variety market conditions, we're headed lower to go back to test a what? A former breakout or former breakdown area. 
In this case, it's a former breakout area. It certainly could have happened today. Again, last day of the year, it was up in the air. The odds were not in the favor of them pushing the market down farther all day into the last day of the trading year. I know it seems easy to say it after the fact, but remember, I was saying it at 9.35 a.m. Here's the rest of the pre-market morning notes from Inside the Numbers. Take note of something else. How about 32.23? Watching the overnight and recent activity, and this is in the pre-market, it appears that 32.23, give or take, is the spot. Above would have price working higher. Where to? Up the breakdown candle. We know how that works. Below would leave the bears in control as a continuation for Monday. Let's discuss that 32.23 for a moment. Let's get a view or a look into where the heck that comes from. How about a little after 3 o'clock in the morning, here's a low, 32.23. Then you can see the market traded in and around that number as we get into about 7 a.m. through, let's just say, 8.30 in the morning. We're trading in and around that number. It's debatable whether it's a point underneath or so or a point above or so. Either way, that's the number I selected based on what I was seeing at the time. So we're saying that that, at least from the morning perspective, is a pivot. What does that mean? It means above that price and the bulls will come out of the woodwork. Below that price and the bears remain in control. Well, let's see what happened. Market does the early shakeout right at the opening bell. And here we go at 9.40 a.m., turning around, blasting off to the upside. Little bit of a rocket ride, blasting right through 32.23. But what did they do? They came right back down and fell below that area, taking all day to circle back up to that area. Now, may not look like much on the surface, but focus on this little spot right here. You can see the market ran up to that spot, right below that spot. In fact, the high in this candle happened to be 32.22.50. So missed by a couple of ticks, and then the market decided to consolidate for about a half an hour or so. And what did that tell me? That told me into the end of the day, what was the odds that the market was going to A, collapse down at the end of the day, or B, have an end of the day ramp into the last trading day of the year. Well, if you had to pick one, I think most everybody here would say they'll have the end of the day ramp into the last trading day of the year, finish green, have everybody going out feeling good or on a positive note. Don't discount that stuff. It's important. Everything is important. Some things are more important at certain times than others. Part of the art form of this whole thing is trying to decipher which one is important now and why isn't the same thing important later or why wasn't it important three weeks ago. My job is to help explain all this stuff. And it is a lot of stuff, which is why we do the three-pillar approach. Pillar number one is get the foundation of how the market actually works. How do we do that? We do that in the Lazy E-Mini Trader course. Once you have that down and you get unlimited access, so you watch it over and over and over again, and one thing I can guarantee you, each and every time you watch it, you'll learn more what? More stuff. Then, each and every day, we do these videos and you learn what? More stuff, because this reinforces everything that's taught in the course. Here, you don't get the how and the why. In the course, you get the how and the why. 
Here you get constant education. And here's what happens. You just get good at it. It becomes like walking and chewing gum at the same time. No big deal. Let's get back to inside the numbers, see what else we can find. What else did the morning notes or the throughout the rest of the day notes tell us about the market? And here's the other thing. I realize there wasn't a ton of traders out there that were willing or even wanted to trade today. It doesn't matter. I treat every day that the market is open and there is a possibility or an opportunity, we treat those days like any other day. If it turns out that it's just a dead market and nothing's going to happen, we pack it in early and I tell you so, there's unlikely to be an update for the rest of the day and here's why. We're not in the business of forcing trades, we are in the business of sniffing out opportunity. You can go ahead and check these numbers for yourself, see what happened to the market in and around specific numbers. What this is, is a tour guide throughout the day. How am I providing guidance? Where does the market turn bullish? Where does it turn bearish? If it does, what's the next likely target? Who doesn't want to know that? As we move up a little bit, and you can see in this 1025 post, as the market was back approaching 32.23, hanging around that area, I wanted to once again recognize that is important, that solidifies or validates the point it was a pivot. Now check this out. Again, with the tour guide information, I think this is important. 10.33, the read. After the early shakeout, they ran up to fill the gap left open. In doing so, sucked in all the Johnny-come-latelys. Now they're pulling back to do what? So here's the decision point. Forget the fact that it was the last day of the year. Just assume it was a normal day for the sake of conversation. So under normal garden variety conditions, they're doing one of two things. They're pulling back to consolidate to make another push later in the day. Happens all the time. The market puts in a mid-morning pivot. Could be a low, could be a high. The market does something else for a few hours. And then all of a sudden, a resuming move happens. It happens day in and day out. All you have to be able to do is identify it. I'm doing it for you. Not only am I doing that, I'm giving you the numbers that are important for that particular point in time. Moving along, moving up the chain or up the day, if you will, we started to get more of the same. It began to look like and act like a garden variety chop shop. So the writing was on the wall. There wasn't going to be an opportunity likely for the rest of the day other than if a trader wanted to guess on which way the market was going to go at the end of the day. That's not a trade or that's not an opportunity. That was a more of a here's what happens from experience type of thing. But if I'm willing to give out the wisdom, take the wisdom. I got it from somewhere, so I'm willing to pass it on. We live in a pay-it-forward society. At least that's my belief system. I believe if you do good, it comes back to you. So what I'm trying to do is do good with something I know that I can convey the information to you, and if successful, you'll use it to make money. Period. Full stop. Moving up the day again, we see that nothing for the remainder of the day was posted. Why? Because nothing needed to be posted. We had the schematic. It was what it was. What happens after New Year? That's what everybody really wants to know. Nobody really gives a hoot what happened already. They want to know what's happening going forward. Is the market doing anything different than we discussed last night? And the answer is, and the short answer is, no. So here we have the hourly chart. We looked at this last night. You can see what happened at the end of the day. 
the market spikes up or the S&P spikes up to get into and close above the hourly chart moving averages, the 20 and the 50. That leaves the market from a visual perspective in a more bullish stance than if it closed below. However, technically, we didn't do anything that we didn't talk about last night. If the market is going to go up, it's going to do what? It's going to run up as far as it can up the breakdown candle high. What's it doing now? It's running up as far as it can up the breakdown candle high. Will it continue when the market resumes trading on Thursday? Obviously, we all know the market's closed on Wednesday for New Year's Day. In fact, it's already New Year's in some parts of the world. So Happy New Year to everybody across the world. We're going to make 2020 an absolute blockbuster year. Back to the hourly chart. So in effect, the market can still run up farther when the market resumes trading on Thursday and into Friday, but under normal garden variety market conditions, they should finish the thing off to come down and test the area of the last breakout around 319, maybe it's 319 and a quarter, 319.50, 319.75, something in that neighborhood. Maybe it's below 319, maybe they come down farther. We'll see. But the market should come down to finish this off. That's, in my humble opinion, from this trader's perspective, where I sit. I look at what happened at the end of the trading day on the last day of the year as nothing other than, and rightfully so, we fully understand the shenanigans. We don't always have to fight the shenanigans. Sometimes we can embrace the shenanigans. If we know that certain shenanigans are taking place, doesn't matter whether we can directly make money from that or not. If we know it's taking place, it still gives us an advantage over most other traders. You'd be surprised on how many things we talk about each and every day that absolutely gives you an advantage over other traders. How many things that you just roll right by. Some of you are very diligent. Some of you pick up almost everything. I'm betting most of you only pick up a fraction. Again, it's the 80-20 rule. 80% of you pick up about 20% of what I say. And the reverse is also true. About 20% or less of you pick out 80% or more of what I say. That, in my mind, is absolutely statistically factual. I can't prove it, not for a second, but at least in my mind, which is, as we know, a dangerous place to be, it's statistically valid. All right, so here we are on the last trading day of the year. Do we really have to peel back the onion and look at everything under the sun? And the answer is, no, we don't. I do want to look at one more thing, however. I want to take a gander at the VIX. The VIX is actually in no man's land. It's kind of trapped in between the two moving averages on top, which are the 100 and 200 period moving average, and below is the 20 and the 50 period moving average, the 50 being in blue. Now, here's what happened on the VIX. Here's the lesson learned. We had essentially a bear flaggish pattern going on. We talked about it at the time. All of a sudden, a couple of days ago and yesterday, we had a spike higher, and obviously early this morning as well. Now we collapsed down at the end of the day. But what happened was, and this is something that we discuss from time to time, so we can use this chart for the learning opportunity. Under normal garden variety market conditions, 
This is what would have happened. We would have seen a continuation move in the southern direction from the bear flag slash bear wedge-ish pattern. But that's not what happened, but yet the energy in the market had to be released one way or the other. That's this trader's contention. So what happened is the same energy that would have once otherwise been released in the southern direction ends up going north into the moving averages, and that's what happened. That in and of itself has nothing to do with the collapse down in volatility of 7% today. Most of that really happened at the end of the day. Let's dig a little bit deeper just to see what actually did happen. So you can see here in the last half an hour of the day, the VIX was already at a high over 14, closed back down below 14, 13.78. The volatility got sucked out of the market just in the last few minutes of the day. Obviously, it was trending down all day since the peak really around lunchtime, but it's still garden variety market behavior. Essentially, you had a real positive two days and then a pullback. What's to say the VIX won't go sideways and then have another resuming move higher into either late this week or into next week? We don't know one way or the other, what I really wanted to do was identify the release of the energy in the northern direction even after the bearish pattern. So what I'm really saying is, while under normal conditions, 80-20 rule, using that rule, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, 80% of the time, that flag pattern is going to play out in the southern direction. But the 20% of the time, it's really the 20% of the time we're wrong, right? Still using the 80-20 rule. Even when you're wrong... You know the result when you're wrong, you can identify when you're wrong, and even being wrong can still be an opportunity. If you're in a trade, you know where you're wrong, that's number one. You can flip a trade, what does that mean? You can flip around the short and go long, A, either minimize the damage in the southern direction that didn't happen, or actually make money on the trade. If you're astute enough, and you can admit when you're wrong, which is the thing most traders can't do. That might actually be in the top three highest barriers that traders need to hurdle before becoming successful, which is admitting when they're wrong, licking their chops, being able to cut and run, or even reverse a trade in real time. Being able to read in real time, understand what's happening, admit you're wrong, yet still make money on the trade. Once you're able to do that, that's when you've arrived. And what we'll do from this point is take that last ramble session, we'll cut it here, we'll pull the ripcord. Before I do, I really want to thank each and every one of you and let you know for the last time in 2019 how much I do appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible. It's a pay it forward society, pay it forward, teach somebody something they don't know, something of value. If you give value, you'll get value back in return. With that, I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for the final episode of 2019 of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. 
subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis. Thank you.